In Parshas Bamidbar, Bamidbar, we have a census. Hashem tells Moshe to conduct a census of the Jewish people, and he does so. That takes us all the way through Parshas Bamidbar into Parshas Naso, census of the Levim. The Torah previously discussed taking censuses back a Chumash ago, more than a Chumash ago, in the end of Chumash Mos, in Parshas Kisisa. Hashem gives Moshe instructions when you count the Jewish people, don't count them directly, lest there be a negev, a plague. Count them by uh, half shekels. And then in Parshas Pekudeh, the Torah describes the, the tally of the Jewish people. They gave the half shekelim, and the Torah gives the numbers of how many people there were. The numbers actually are the same as the numbers of the Jewish people in the census in this Parsha. There is a debate among the commentaries as to whether the census in Parshas Bamidbar is actually the same census as the one described back in Parashios, Kisisa, and Pekudeh. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yosef Bacharshar. However, the more popular opinion is that of the Midrash and Bereshis Rabbah and Rashi and the Ramban and other commentaries, many other commentaries, that say that it was not the same census. There were actually two different censuses. There was the, there was the one taken in, in the end of Chumash Mos, and this was a different one. How were the numbers identical or remarkable coincidence? Rashi discusses that, the Ramban and other commentaries... But that is, the, I think, the more dominant view that there were actually two separate countings of the Jews, one in the end of Chumash Mos, and this is actually another one. Now, in Parshas Kisisa, Hashem warns us, we read it again in Parshas Shkalem, Hashem warns us that when we count the Jewish people, we should not count them directly. If we do, there may be a negef, there'll be an, a plague. Rather, you should count the Jewish people via Machatzis HaShekel. You should not count them directly, you should count them indirectly. There is actually a Machlokas as to whether the census in this week's parsha in, in Bamidbar, was also done indirectly via Shkalem, or was done in the ordinary way, directly. Obviously, if we learn like Bechar Shar, that it was the same census, and obviously it was done with Machatzis HaShekel, as the one in Chumash Mos was. But if we learn like Rashi, like the, the, the mainstream approach that these were two different countings, then we have an interesting question, because in this counting, the Torah never says anything about Machzah Shekel. Rashi says, Legulgulosa means Al-Yideh Shkalem. When the Torah describes the census in this week's parasha as being done, Legulgulosa, it means via Shkalem, one Shekel per head. It's really not stated clearly in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says nothing about Shkalem. But, uh, okay, Rashi says it means Al-Yideh Shkalem, that the counting in Parshas Bamidbar was also done via Machzah Shekel. Others disagree. The Kliyakar brings that many Mepharshim, many commentaries disagree with Rashi. They say the Torah doesn't say anything about Shkalim in this week's Parsha, and we therefore assume that the counting in this week's Parsha was not done via Shkalim. The question is why. That is something we will return to later. So we have the censuses, one census, two censuses, and in Parshas Kisisa, the Torah warns us that we should not count Jews without, uh, with, without introducing a level of indirection, a, a proxy, a system of tokens, machzah shekel, in order to count the Jews. The Gemara in Yoma, we had recently in Dafyomi, the Gemara in Yoma says that in general, there is actually an iser, an iser to count Jews. The Gemara says that it's also to count Jewish people, even Lidvar Mitzvah. Even if you're counting for the purpose of a mitzvah, it is still Aser. How do we know that it's Aser? 
So the Torah never actually comes out and says explicitly, do not count Jews, low timnim, don't count Jews. So the Gemara in Yama derives it from two stories in Sefer Shmuel. In Sefer Shmuel, the, the, the Navi relates, there were several countings of the Jewish people undertaken by David HaMelech and Shaul HaMelech. There were two by Shaul and one by David. There are two stories about Shaul and Shmuel Aleph. In both countings of Shaul, he was counting them for military purposes. In one, he was preparing to launch a military operation to rescue the people of Yavesh Gilad from the evil Nachash HaAmoni, who was, who was threatening them. So it says that he counted them Bayifkadeim Bevezek. He counted them he counted them Bevezek. What does uh, Bayifkadeim Bevezek mean? So the Gemara Yom initially assumes that Bayifkadeim Bevezek means that he counted them via some kind of token, shards of pottery. Each one, instead of counting the soldiers directly, each one put in this token, and that's how he counted them. So the Gemara Yom says, so that's how we can derive that you're not supposed to count Jews directly, even Lidvar Mitzvah. The Gemara says, that's not actually compelling. Maybe Vezek is a place. Vezek elsewhere in Tanakh is used, to, is used as a place. It says they caught, in the beginning of Shoftim, it says there was a war against Adoni Bezek, who was one of the kings of Canaan, and he ran, and they caught him in Bezek. Bezek is a place. So the Gemara says, another proof. Shaul counted the army another time in the war against Amalek. We read in the Haftarah. Shaul has a campaign against Amalek. And there also, before he... Before he embarks on the military campaign, he counted them with lambs. Each one gave a lamb, and he counted them via lambs. Here also, actually, the Radak suggests that Batzloim might be the name of a place, but this one, Chazal, Chazal understand, was actually Batzloim, tokens, lambs as tokens. Seems an odd choice of token, but that's what they used, according to the Gemara, they used lambs. Again, he counted them indirectly, not directly, to hear the Gemara proves that you are not allowed to count Jews, even with Bar Mitzvah, unless you do it indirectly. That is what the Gemara in Yoma says. There is also a Gemara in Brachas that talks about the problem of counting Jews. The Gemara says that there was a third counting in Sefer Shmuel. That is the counting at the end of Sefer Shmuel, in Shmuel Beis. David HaMelech counts the people. We'll discuss this more in detail soon. And it's clear from the story it was a great hate. David made a terrible mistake, and the Jewish people, he and the Jewish people, were punished severely for doing so. And Hashem says that because David uh, referred to Hashem as a Mesis, David once said, Hashem has Sischabi, that uh, David told King Shaul, Hashem has incited you to, uh, it's not your fault, Hashem has incited you to, uh, to, uh, to persecute me. Hashem said, You call me a Mesis. I'll cause you to do something that uh, everyone knows, that uh, I'll, I'll, call you, I'll cause you to make a terrible mistake that even schoolchildren know. It says that Hashem was Mesis David to say, count the Jewish people. Hashem, you call me a Mesis, I'll act like a Mesis. He incited David, he caused David to make this terrible mistake in counting the Jewish people. And that's something that even schoolchildren know is Usher. How do schoolchildren know this? Where do they know? Where do they see that, that counting is Usher? Because it says, that when you count people, you're not allowed to count people. You have to count indirectly by a kofer, by shkolem. You can't just count people directly, and David made a terrible mistake. This is another source for the prohibition against counting Jewish people. There's actually a major debate in the Achronim. Is this actually a lav daraisa? Is this actually a mitzvah daraisa not to count Jews? 
It's not counted as one of the Tariag mitzvahs. The, the various Rishonim who count the mitzvahs do not count the, the prohibition. Uh, the prohibition against counting Jews is one of the Tariag mitzvahs. As we've seen, there isn't really an explicit pasuk. In Kisisa it says, when you count, you should do it in a way that will avoid a magefa. It doesn't come out and say, don't count them. We derive it from the stories of Shaul. It says he counted them indirectly. The implication is that you shouldn't count, but again, it, it's not exactly an explicit and clear-cut prohibition. <coughs> the Gemara in Yoma actually goes on and says that if you count the Jewish people, you're over Balav, you, you violate a negative prohibition. Why? It doesn't bring Kisisa, it, it brings a Pasuk in Hosea. It says in Hosea, It says that the Jewish people will be like the the sand of the sea, they won't be able to be counted. So it says lo yimad, then it says lo yisafer, another, another verb that means counting. So kaputo, this is not an isra at all. It's just saying the Jewish people will be so numerous, you won't be able to count them. But the drasha is, it's a lav. Lo yimad, they shall not be counted. Lo yisafer, they shall not be counted. It calls it a lav. Again, the moneha mitzvahs don't count this as, a, as one of the 613 mitzvahs. The derivations here are from Sukkim in, in Navi. Some say it's only drabanan. There's a discussion about this. The Nachronim actually ask why the Gemara brings this pasuk, Tzukim in Hosea and Sefer Shmuel. Why not just bring Parshas Kisisa? So that's also a question. The Chidah brings up Shat. The Parshas Kisisa, the prohibition is if you count all of Klal Yisrael. If you count the entire nation, that indeed is a Dindaraisa. We learn from the pasuk in Kisisa. Why it's not counted as one of the Tarek Mitzvahs is a good question. But that's a Dindaraisa. If you count only part of the people, if you count just the army, Shaul was counting just his army, just his troops, that's not Daraisa. That's learned from the Psukim in Shmuel and the Psukim in Hosea. So why isn't, uh, why isn't at least the, the, the Isser and Parshish Kisisa counted as one of the Tarek Mitzvahs? Is an Isser in counting, if you count all of Klai Yisrael, that's still an Isser? So the Chidah brings from the Sefer Divrei Emes, who says the Moneh Mitzvahs don't count implied love. If the Torah says, don't do X, then, X is a, then, then don't do X is allowed. If the Torah says, when you count, count with Shkalim, and, sh- and there won't be a Negev, the implication is, don't count directly, don't count without Shkalim, that's an indirect prohibition, that's what we call a lav haba a negative prohibition which is inferred from a mitzvah say of counting correctly, and that the poskim don't count, so that the monah mitzvahs don't count. In any event, both these Gemaras take for granted you're not allowed to count Jewish people, whether the source is Parshat Kisisa, whether the source is the stories of Shoal, Shoal counting, and we mentioned the story of David who was punished for counting. Everyone agrees it's clear from the Gemara that there is an Isser. It's clear from the Psukim, from the Gemara, there's an Isser. And whether it's Darais or Drabanan, but it's definitely clear that there is an Isser. Now, again, going back to the the counting in our parsha. So, if it's an Isser, then how could they, if it's a problem to count Jews, how can they count the Jews in our parsha? So, again, Rashi says that the same, the same solution that was done in uh, Parsha Kisisa, they were counted with Shkalim. The Torah doesn't mention the Shkalim, but you have to figure it out on your own. You have to learn Torah Shabbat Peh, and you have to explain that the counting in Parshas Bamidbar was also done via Shkalim. The Kliyakar, as we mentioned earlier, says that the counting, many Mepharshim say the counting in Parshat Bamidbar was not done via Shkalim. So if it's not done via Shkalim, how could that be? It's a terrible thing to count Jews without uh, some kind of proxy, some kind of token. So the Kliyakar says something very interesting. The Kliyakar says 
that the, 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 the prohibition against counting Jews, he says, as many Mepharshim say, has to do with Ayin Hara, the evil eye. The evil eye, again, it's not something we have a, really a rational understanding of. Chazal talk about it, Rishonim talk about it. The evil eye is when you look at something and you notice something that's striking, that seems to, that seems to have merited blessing, that seems to have good fortune, and you focus on it and you observe it, that can actually cause its fortune to take a turn for the worse and, to, and for the item of your gaze, to, the, the object of your gaze, to suffer misfortune, negative fortune. Says the Kliyakar, this is a concern when you count something and it's more than you expect. Somebody you believe to be poor, and suddenly you see him with a whole uh, bag full of money, and you count it, and you see how much money he has. That's surprising. That's, that's, one, that's a wonderful thing. So that causes Ayin Hara. That's a problem. So he says the Jewish people, the first time when they were counted, they had gone down to Mitzrayim with only 70 men. We say in the Haggadah, the Torah says, we say in the Haggadah, B'Shivim Nefesh. They went down with only 70 people. And while they were there, they were subject to persecution and oppression and slave labor, literally, and genocide. The babies were thrown into the river. And yet, when they left Mitzrayim, when they were counted for that first time in Parshat Kisisa and Parshat Pekude, they had 600,000 men, approximately, and untold more women and children, millions of people. That was something amazing. That was something uh, utterly unexpected. And therefore, he says, that was something that was subject to Ayin Hara, and that kind of counting, therefore, was subject to, uh, to Ayin Hara, and that kind of counting had to be done via tokens, via machzah shekel. However, says the Kliyakar, in an ordinary census, where the number of people that you're going to tally are, are not, is not especially surprising, you have a general sense of how many people there were, then he says, that's, that's not an issue of Ayin Hara, and there is no longer a requirement for, for, for this for, to introduce a level of indirection, and that's why other censuses, like the one in our Pasha, did not have to have Machzah Shekel because they were not so surprising. I don't fully understand the Kliyakar. It's true that when they first, when they first went down to Mitzrayim and the Egyptians started to be, uh, to be terrible to them, to be evil to them, you might have expected the Jewish population numbers to plummet, by the time they left Mitzrayim and they crossed the sea and they uh, got the Torah and, and then the, and the, and they were counted, at that time people pretty much knew, presumably, that there were millions of them. You just look around at all the, the Jewish encampment around Harsinai, presumably they noticed there were already a lot of people. So I'm not sure why the census was still considered to be so surprising at that time, but that's what he says. Since, since then, at that point the number was a surprise, it was uh, unexpected and unusual, subject to Ayin Hara, and that's why they had to use Machzah Shekel, in other censuses, there was no requirement for machzah shekel. This Kliyakar, the Kliyakar is not primarily a posik, he's a biblical commentary, but this Kliyakar is invoked by Rav Avadi Yosef. In the 20th century, there are a handful of tshuvos, a number of tshuvos, discussing the modern census in Israel, maybe elsewhere, and the post can discuss, is the modern census mutter? This prohibition against counting Jews, is, it's a clear Gemara, it's discussed in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in the sense of biblical exegesis by the Rishonim. We discussed some of them. We'll discuss more soon. But it, it, it was never really discussed in halacha that much. It appears in these Gemaras in a more or less an Agadic context. It's not, it's not brought in the Shulchan Aruch. It's never really discussed. It, was, it, was, it got very little, very little attention, very little halachic discussion for most of the, the history of halacha until the 20th century. In the 20th century, we have a an explosion, a plethora of tshuvas dealing with censuses and other questions of counting, and many poskim, primarily in, the, in, the, in Israel, also in the U.S., 
discuss in particular the question of a governmental census. Does that violate the prohibition of counting? So, as we'll see soon, there were some who were strict. There were also some who were lenient. Ravavati Yosef and Yabi Omer is one of the lenient opinions. He concedes it's not a slam dunk. He concedes that there is basis to prohibit it, but he finds a number of reasons to be lenient to allow the government to conduct the census, to allow Jews to cooperate with the census, to participate in the census. He brings various arguments for leniency. One of them is based on this Kliyakar, he says. The Kliyakar says the only census that is problematic, that requires tokens, is a census that is a surprise, where the number is unexpected and, uh, and it's an unusual result. He says here, the government, we have a pretty good idea of how many Jews there are in Israel. We don't know exactly how many. That's what the census is for. But it's not a, it's not a surprise answer. We have a pretty good sense of the demographics of the country, he says. And therefore, since the number is not a surprise, it doesn't require, it doesn't require the tokens, it doesn't require indirection, and that's one basis to, to, to permit the modern census. Now, going back to Tanakh for a moment, we mentioned that the Gemara in Yoma discusses the two stories of Shaul counting the people, and the Gemara explains that he counted them indirectly for precisely this reason, based on Pashat's Kisisa, you're not allowed to count Jews directly. And the census in Bamidbar either also involved Shkalim or had a different hatter, as per the Kliyakar. Other, other Svaris, why the, why, the in, in, uh, why the census in Bamidbar was mutter, he says that... He brings other, others who say that they only used Shkalim the first time because they needed Shkalim for the Mishkan. If you don't need the Shkalim, you don't have to use the Shkalim. Again, the Gemara seems to say, you always have to have some level of indirection. He calls this Dachuk anyway. So, so, this, so again, so the, there is an issue in counting Jews, and Shaul counted Jews indirectly. The, the great problem, though, the really problematic story is the story from the end of Sefer Shmuel. I mentioned earlier, David Melech counted the people, not just the army. David Melech counted his whole, the, the whole Jewish people. David uh, decided to do that. It was a big problem. Yoav realized it was a bad idea. Yoav, the story is told both in Sefer Shmuel and later, again, it's repeated in Divrei Yamim, the, with, with slight uh, differences. It focuses on different aspects of the story. Yoav thought it was a really bad idea. Yoav tried to, uh, Yoav tried to, to talk, to talk David out of it. David insisted. Yoav eventually gave in. And it was a, uh, it was a terrible mistake. The way it says it in Divrei Yamim is that, is that, is that Hashem punished the, the Jewish people, and the way it tells it in Shmuel is that David himself realized he had he had made a mistake. He realized he had made a mistake. He apologized to Hashem. He asked him. Uh, he said, uh, "You know, I, I I admit I have sinned. You know, what what should we do?" Hashem gave him a choice. Hashem told David, "You have a choice. You can have seven years of famine, three months of." You'll be forced to flee before your enemies, or three days of, uh, of dever, of plague, and just pick which one you want. And David said, the Pasuk that many people say at the beginning of Tachnun, Sarli Ma'od, Niplon Abiyad Hashem, Ki Rabbim Rachamav, I would rather be at the mercy of Hashem, Uviyad Adam Alapola, I don't want to be subject to the tender mercies of human beings. So Hashem indeed brought a plague, it was a terrible, terrible plague, 77,000 people were killed. And that was the punishment for what David had done. So David made a terrible error in counting the Jewish people. So the question was, again, what did David do wrong? So on the one hand, it's usher to count people. On the other hand, if you count people indirectly via Shkalem, 
then it is okay. Then it's mutter. And that's what Shaul did. So did David use tokens of some sort, or did he not? So the Ramban, the Ramban rejects the idea that David did not use tokens, that uh, some say that the problem was that the Ramban himself suggests this in, in, in one place. The Ramban in Parashas Shmo says that that was David's error. David counted them, David counted uh, without tokens. He thought that the mitzvah of Shkalim was only at that point in the Midbar. It was not a mitzvah Lederos. As the Kliyakr says, some of Arshim say that it was only that time when they needed them for the Mishkan. That's why he was punished. Says the, the, the Ramban elsewhere, though, the Ramban rejects this. The Ramban does not like this approach. In Bamidbar, in Arpasha, he says that was the mistake. He says that uh, he doesn't think David would have made such an elementary mistake. Yoav, Yoav was very opposed to David's whole plan. Yoav tried to dissuade him from doing it. Why didn't Yoav introduce tokens or machzah shekel or something? What was, the, what was the big problem? So the Ramban has a great chumrah. The Ramban introduces a great stringency. The Ramban says, even if you count with tokens, even if you count indirectly, not, you don't count people directly, you satisfy the Torah's uh, requirements of Parshish Kisisa, and you introduce an element of indirection, like Shaul did. Nevertheless, the Ramban says, if you don't have a good reason, a legitimate reason for counting them, you will be punished. David had no good reason. Shaul was counting them in the context of military campaigns. As a military commander, he had to know his strength. He had to know the, his troop numbers. David was not counting for any military purpose. David just counted for his own personal gratification. He wanted to be proud of having uh, being king over a, lar- a king over a large people. The way the Ramban puts it, libo. He wanted to gladden his heart, that he was king over a large nation, and that's why he was punished. He did use some kind of token. Nevertheless, that is not sufficient to avoid the iser. If you're counting even via tokens, even indirectly, but you don't have a good reason then that leads to punishment. That is the shita of the, that is the shita of the Ramban. The, the Radak says something similar. Radak also explains that the, that the problem of David was that he didn't have a good reason for counting the people, even though the, the, the Radak explains that certainly, again, if the problem was just the tokens, why would they have done that to Yoav? Certainly, Yoav realized it was a problem. Yoav would have introduced tokens the implication is there was something that Yoav couldn't solve. There was something wrong with this count that Yoav couldn't possibly fix. So he says, that again, like the Ramban, that it was Shalol Lutzarech, that it was, uh, since, since there was no good reason for it, therefore, therefore the punishment came, despite the fact that it was done indirectly. This is a tremendous Chumrah. According to this, even if we'll, we'll conduct a modern census uh, indirectly via some kind of level of indirection, doesn't matter. Uh, it, well, it, it, it might help, but it only helps if it's being done for a good reason. If the modern census is being conducted for a legitimate reason. So here, post can perhaps uh, divide along Hashkafic lines, along ideological lines. Postkim who are more, have a more positive view of the state, who consider the government uh, more legitimate, and who, uh, who give it more credit and defer to it more for making decisions of national importance, might be inclined to consider the government as having a good reason. On the other hand, Poskim who say, Poskim who have a dimmer view toward the, of the government, who think that it's a less legitimate institution, may be less inclined to give the government the benefit of the doubt. The Shevet Halevi, Shmuel Halevi Vosner, one of the great Hasidic Poskim of the last generation, he was not so happy about the census. He says that the Gemara says, Asr, you're not allowed to count Jewish people. Even though money and mitzvahs don't count it, it's clearly Asr, he says. 
So he says, you can argue that uh, it, it's being done indirectly, he says. So maybe, maybe that's a heter, he says. But furthermore, he says that even if we call this indirectly, even if we'll argue that, we'll discuss this in more detail soon, even if we argue that the mechanisms of the modern census are called indirect, he says, which, Mashu Rachuk, he's not convinced, he thinks it's considered direct counting, but even if, even if we'll assume, arguendo, that it's considered indirect counting, he says, who says, just because the government claims it, it needs to count, who says that's a legitimate reason? We don't take the government's word for it, he says. He's not convinced that that is considered a legitimate reason for counting. And once again, according to some of the Rishonim, Ramban, Radak, if you don't count for a good reason, even if you count indirectly, that is still going to be a problem. Now, the Ralbag. Ralbag is also not usually thought of as a posik. The Ralbag, however, certainly was a great Talmudist, a great halachist. The Ralbag's commentaries to the Torah display a tremendous amount of, uh, of, uh, of Talmudic learning. He was, he, he was acclaimed by his contemporaries, by later, by later uh, authorities, as a tremendous Talmudist, even though, again, his, 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 the, the work he left us is primarily uh, biblical commentary and philosophy, but he was widely considered to be a, uh, a distinguished Talmudist in the time of the Rishonim. So the Ralbag, when he discusses the census in Parshas Bamidbar, so again, we've said that the Rishonim struggle with the question of what happened to the Shkalem, why does the Torah say nothing about Shkalem in Parshas Bamidbar? So Rashi says there were Shkalem, even though they're not mentioned in the Torah. The Kliyakr says you don't need Shkalem because of his innovative idea that you only need Shkalem when it's uh, accounting where the number is a surprise. The Ralbag has a third approach. The Ralbag says it's true they didn't use Shkalem. Apparently they didn't use Shkalem. However, there's another reason why the, why the counting in this parasha was legitimate, even though it wasn't conducted by Shkalem. The Ralbag says that it was done indirectly via a different mechanism. He says the way they counted people was the Nesiei Hashvatim, the, the leaders, the, the, the heads of the different tribes, they collected lists, written lists, of all the people, all the members of their Shevet, and then they submitted these lists, and the lists were counted, and this satisfied the concern for, for, against counting directly. Since they weren't counting heads, one, two, three, four, they were writing name, names down on papers, and then, or parchment, or whatever they were writing them on, and then they were counting names from a list. Counting via written submissions does not violate the prohibition of direct counting. So that, again, is a tremendous leniency. And this is another one of the leniencies invoked by Ravavadya. In Ravadya and his tshuva, he, he assembles a number of different leniencies that can all serve to justify the modern census. At the end of the day, Ravadya is not 100% sure that it's mutter, but he has a number of reasons why he thinks that we can be halachalamaisa mekil on the modern census. One of them is Israel Bag. He says Israel Bag says that if you count via written submissions rather than doing a direct head count, that's also mutter, he says. Says Ravavadya, this is how the modern census is conducted. It's conducted by, it's conducted by, by writing, he says, and so on. And therefore, he says that a modern census would be mutter according to the Ralbag. Now, the position of the Ralbag is not universally accepted. The most prominent posig to reject the Ralbag doesn't mention him, but the most prominent posig to rule stringently on the question of written census is the Chasim Sofer. The Chasim Sofer discusses the question in at least two different places. First of all, in his marginal notes to the Tshuvas Rebbe Kiveger, Rebbe was his father-in-law, 
in his marginal notes to the to, to the of Rabbi Kivager, he again he, he wrote just the pilpul. He wasn't writing lahalacha necessarily, but he wrote that uh, count, he, counting counting people even via writing is usher. You you violate the prohibition against counting, and he proves it because if not, he says if counting if, if writing would be a legitimate way to count. Why did Shaul HaMelech have to go to all the trouble of Bezek, of pottery shards, of sheep, he says? Why didn't he just do a written census? Very simple, very easy, he says. It would have been a lot easier. So, why did he have to do this? And in the case of Yoav and David, why were they struggling to count people in a legitimate way, just do it in writing? Must be, the Chassam Sofer says, that writing does not help, that if you count, uh, if you count via writing, you still violate the prohibition against counting Jews. So that's the, so the Chassam Sarfer disagrees with the Ralbag. So now the question becomes, how do we paskin? Now the question becomes, uh, do we paskin like the Ralbag or like the, or like the, like the Chassam Sofer? So here we, here again, we find posts can take very different positions. The Shevet Alevi, the Shevet Alevi says the halach is like the Chassam Sofer. The Shevet Alevi says that even though there are some posts, there, there are some who are lenient, he says they bring in the name of the Ralbag that the they bring in, they bring from the Ralbag, he says that counting via the counting via Ksav is mutter, he says. However, he says, the Khatam Sofer says that it's Asr. He says Pshita, that the Ralbag in his Pirishala Torah has no standing in Halacha against an explicit ruling of the Khatam Sofer, who was a posek who wrote La Halacha, he passed in Lamaisa that it is Asr. Now again, his comments in the marginal notes to the Chuitz Rik Vegar may not be the, may not have the same status as writing Halacha Lamaisa, but the Chassam Sofer discusses the question in another context as well, in a tshuva to Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov. Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov was one of the famous students, famous disciples of the Gona Vilna. He was one of the ones who emigrated to Eretz Yisrael. He wrote the Pasa Shulchan, a classic halachic work discussing the halachas of Eretz Yisrael, in which he records various traditions of the positions of the Gona Vilna. So Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov actually wrote to the Chassam Sofer once, asking his opinion, consulting him about a question of counting. It wasn't a census, it was about an, some kind of administrative counting. And Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov had various grounds for leniency, which the Chassam Sofer did not accept. One of the issues was whether counting via, via writing, kind of like the Ralbag, violates the prohibition. Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov felt that it did not. The Chassam Sofer felt that it did. The Chassam Sofer was one of the towering poskim of the, of the past few centuries, particularly among the Hasidim, among the Hungarians, among, uh, among, among a, a, a big part of European Jewry. The Chassam Sofer carries outsize, has outsized weight in halacha. The Shevet Alevi, who operates in that tradition, says, I have a Ralbag, I have an, a Rishon, who is primarily a, 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 a portion of the Mikra, and I have the Chassam Sofer, so he poskims like the Chassam Sofer. Rav on the other hand, certainly respects the Chassam Sofer, but he says, on the contrary, he says, I have a Ralbag, it's one of the Rishonim, he says. Uh, they, that, uh, one of the, usually the rule is, Achronim deferred to Rishonim. If Achronim didn't see a Rishon, we often say that had they seen it, uh, that we say they wouldn't have said what they said. If I have, an, if I have a Ralbag, he says, Ralbag says, counting via written submissions is mutter, and not only that, he says, Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov agreed, Rabbi Yisrael of Shklov is also a distinguished posik. He may not have been the, you know, quite uh, an equal of the Chassam Sofer, but he was, uh, he was a distinguished posik, and he also agreed with the Ralbag. So the Chassam Sofer, unlike the Shevet Alevi, who says the Iker is like the Chassam Sofer, the, the Rav Avadia says, no, I have a Ralbag, I have the Pasa Shulchan, 
who both the, the Pasa Shulchan, after the Chas himself rejected his suggestions, he wrote back a, a tshuva defending his position, disagreeing with the Chas himself, arguing that, uh, arguing, that uh, arguing that counting via written submissions is, is legitimate, and therefore this is another one of the this is another one of the various of the various term of the various justifications of the Chasim Sofer for the modern Israeli census. A third hetter that some posts can bring for the census, and this one even the Shevet Alevi brings, a third hetter is based on an idea which appears also appears uh, hundreds of years ago, an idea that appears in the Mizrahi Al Torah, Rabbi Yom Mizrahi, one of the great Svardik. Uh, Gedolei Torah of the 16th century. He was both a great posek. We have his tshuvas, tshuvas Horeim. He was also a great uh, biblical commentary, super commentary. His famous work was a super commentary on Rashi. So in his super commentary to Rashi, the Re'em says, he discusses, again, the various countings of Shol, of Yoav, and so on. And uh, one of the suggestions he makes, he says, is that David actually counted people twice. We mentioned up till now that Shol counted people twice, and both those apparently were justified. We mentioned the counting of David with Yoav, where, where he was punished severely for it. But David also counted the people on another occasion. And in, 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 at, at that time, he was not punished for it, apparently. That, that was actually in the context of, uh, that was actually in the context of uh, a military campaign, which, again, according to some Rishonim, was more legitimate than counting them for, than counting them for without a good reason. But the Reims has a different distinction. The Reims says that the, the problem, the, the punishment, Magefa, the Isser, that only applies when you're counting the entire Jewish people, a national census. Kisisa is Rosh B'nai Yisrael of Kudem. When you count Klal Yisrael as a whole, that's the problem. However, when you count a subset of Klal Yisrael, a proper subset, a portion of Klal Yisrael, Ein B'kach Klum, then there is no problem. That's why when David counted the entire nation, the story we mentioned earlier with Yoav, he was punished. When David counted only his army, only a subsection of Klal Yisrael, that was okay. That was much. So this Re'em, this idea of the Re'em, is also discussed by some of the later poskim. And some poskim therefore suggest that if you're not counting the entire Klal Yisrael, that is, that is a heter for, that is a heter for counting the Jewish people. And this is one of the things Ravadi mentions as well, that if you're not counting the, that, that, that if you're not counting the entire nation, he, he, Ravadia mentions the Re'em, and he says that, uh, according to the Metzius today, Ravadia wrote this some decades ago, I guess, but, but, but he says that according to the contemporary Metzius, rove Jews are in Chutzlarts, probably still true today, although I guess it's changing, but uh, most Jews are in Chutzlarts, most Jews are therefore not included in the census, therefore, therefore the, the Isser Torah, at least, the biblical prohibition of Kisisa, does not apply, you're left with the rabbinic prohibition of Midrabanan is clear that it's austere to count even a portion of Klai We began with the Gemara in Yoma. The Gemara in Yoma says you can't count Jews. The Gemara in Yoma, the context there, was talking about they used to count the Kohanim. They used to have a kind of lottery which involved counting the, the Kohanim who had gathered together to do certain of the Avodas. So they would count, they would keep counting around in a circle until the number, they, they picked a random number, wherever the number would land, that's who would get the Avoda. And the Gemara says they would count fingers, they would, they would stretch out fingers, they would count fingers, they wouldn't count people because you're not allowed to count people. So the Gemara clearly indicates that even counting a small portion of Klai Yisrael is Aser. But we mentioned earlier, the Chida says, the reason the Gemara in Yoma brings the Psukim of Shaul and doesn't bring the Pasuk of, doesn't bring the Pasuk of, uh, 
of Kisisa is because, again, like the Reim says, the Pasuk in Kisisa, the Isr Daraisa, which is derived from a Pasuk in Chumash, a Pasuk in Kisisa, is limited to counting all of Klai Yisrael. But Rabbanah is an Isr in counting even a portion of Klai Yisrael. So again, Rav Avadia says, according to the Reim, according to the Chida, according to this school of thought, the Isr Daraisa only applies when you count the entire Klai Yisrael. The Isr Midrabanan, the Isr Midrabanan applies even in a portion of Klai Yisrael. Once it's only Drabanan, there is certainly more grounds for leniency, and that is why, Ravadia says, that's another reason why, in combination with other suggestions, he says, we can be more lenient with regard to national censuses, because since they aren't counting all of Klai Yisrael, because most of Klai Yisrael is not in Israel, therefore, at worst, it's an Isra Drabanan. Once it's an Isra Drabanan, we can rely on some of the other leniencies he mentions, that uh, we said it's counting via Ksav, that, 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 that's one heter that we're counting via Ksav, the other heter we mentioned, that it's, uh, the other half we mentioned is that the, is that the Kliyakar, if it's not a surprising number, then it's Mutter. So because of these reasons, if anyway it's only Midrabanan, then there is more grounds for leniency. The Shevet Alevi we mentioned, he was skeptical of some of the other Heterim. He doesn't like the Heter of Ksav. He's not convinced there's a good reason for it. The Shevet Alevi, though, one reason he is a little bit more inclined to, to consider is that is that he says that even though, again, he's not convinced it's considered indirect, he doesn't like the Heter of Ksav, but one of the Heterim he says is that he says, he, he was, in one of his chuvas he says he was asked by the, by the office of the, of the government, the government office, to, to, to give his opinion on census. He said, I can't be matter, he says, it's, uh, even if it's Davar Acher, it's not Lutzarech, and therefore he, in, in one chuva he said he's not really convinced that it's Mutter. However, in another chuva he says that since they're counting all the citizens of Israel, Jew and non-Jew alike, he says, and certainly says uh, today in Israel. Unfortunately, he says we're getting an increased, n- increasing number of non-Jews are settling in Israel. And he says the Gaone Darshel Fanenu, the Gedolim of the previous generation, already said that that's not uh, that, that that's not that does not violate the prohibition of counting Jews. This is really the inverse of the Svar of the Reim. The Reim says if you don't count all the Jews, you only count some of the Jews. That's at least not an Isra Daraisa. And the Shevet Levi says, if your count includes those who are non-Jews as well, then that's not Oster, and that, that, that is grounds for leniency. Ramosha Sternbach, one of the, one of the great postkim of the Eidah Haredis, he is actually much stricter about counting. He feels the censuses are not acceptable, he says. It's, uh, it's Oster, it has to be avoided, he says. He mentions the Shevet Levi's uh, leniency that you're counting Jews and non-Jews together. That makes it worse, actually, he says, that the whole reason you don't count Jews is because Jews are, Jews are different, Jews, Jews shouldn't be counted, Jews, Jews, have, Jews are special, he says. When you count Jews with non-Jews together, he says, you're, you're, you're equating Jews with non-Jews, and that's the Shorah Sheyisr. I don't fully understand the, his uh, theological understanding of the mitzvah, but he says counting Jew and non-Jew together is actually worse. Furthermore, he says... Like the Shevet Alevi, he says, it's mutter when there's a tzarech, but Ramosha Sternbach, a member, as a member of the Eid Haredis, is certainly not giving the government the benefit of the doubt that what they say is a need is really a need. It's not a tzarech, he says, and other, other governments don't do censuses, he claims, and etc. And there's other good reasons not to join the, not to participate in the census, he says. Self-dover, he says, my position is, I have joined the Badat, the the leadership of the Eid Haredis, if there's no heter, and it's dangerous, and he, he, he urges everyone to follow his recommendation and not participate in the census. In the Sefer Kayana di Garta, 
Also, he brings the, he brings his position, attributes it to some of the more Haredi Gedolim of the time that, the, that you shouldn't participate in the census, you should explain to them, it's against the Torah, and the census is Usr, and it's, it's dangerous, and it's Usr, and we should not, uh, maybe you can argue, he says, that uh, again, the Shevet Alevi Sfar, that we're counting non-Jews as well, maybe he says, Tzarechi and Lahalacha, He's not convinced that's a good hatter, he says, and it should be avoided. We should avoid cooperating with the census. We should, it's dangerous, negef, and those, those who are meticulous about this should be blessed by Hashem. Rav Asher Weiss, on the other hand, is inclined to be lenient. We've already said Rav Avadia, Rav Avadia marshals uh, substantial basis for leniency. Rav Asher Weiss also is inclined toward leniency. Rav Asher Weiss, the contemporary, he says, in our generation, he says, people have raised the issue, the census conducted by the government, he says, is, is a mutter, is an isser to count Jews. Rav Asher Weiss says, I don't understand, he says, why are people getting worked up about the census? He says, there are lots of other contexts in which we count Jewish people that we do all the time and nobody had, makes a fuss about, he says. All kinds of other administrative contexts, he says. Rashima's Talmidim B'Batei Chinuch taking the role in class, counting students in an educational institution, archim, besmachas, counting your guests at a wedding, making a guest list and telling the caterer, I have uh, 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, counting. Uh, communal organizations or, or that, that run communities, shuls have to count their membership. We count all the time. There are lots of cases where we count, he says. People count all the time. Nobody gets worried. It's us or it's not all of Kalah Yisrael here. It's true, you have the heter of the rain, but even that, it's not a heter. It's the loss of Madrabanan. It's clear from the Gemara in Yoma that, the, that, that there still is some kind of Isser. So he says, you have to say that we're Somech on one of several things, he says. Either we're Somech that the Isser is only when you count people who are physically present in front of you, or when you count them verbally. So again, if a teacher counted the children in his class or her class, it might be a problem, but if the, if the, if the school is just making administrative counting based on records, you have the Pasa Shulchan, that if, you, that if you're not counting verbally, you're counting via written documents, you're counting abstractly, not people who are present in front of you, maybe that's mutter, which was one of Ravadiyah's heterim for the census, or he says you have the chidah, that the isra is only if you, count the, if you count the entire people, not if you count a portion of the people. Again, that's very hard to understand, because as we said, the chidah is not actually mekil on counting a portion of the people. It's clear from the Gemara Yama that's usr. The chidah is just saying, based on the reign, that the isra deraisa, at least, of the parashat kisisa, doesn't apply if you're counting a portion of Kal Yisrael. But it, uh, it, but, it, but, it, but, it, but it certainly is Usr, at least Midrabanan. The, the Reim just says, the Reim just says that, Reim does say Eim B'kach Klum, and that's why David was able to count the small portions of Kal Yisrael, but you, but again, from the Chidah, it's clear that you can't say it's Mutra Midrabanan, because the because the, the, the negaf only applies, the plague, the, the dire consequences only apply, only apply to uh, counting all of Klai Yisrael. But the whole point of the Chidah is to explain why the Gemara Yoma, which clearly does prohibit counting a, a small subset of Klai Yisrael, that's why he doesn't bring Kisisa, it brings the Psukim about Shoal, and it brings the Pasukim Hosheyav, Lo Yimad, Lo Yisafer. Yeah, but nice it's Usr, so uh, that's not a Hector by itself. Rav Asher Weiss's basic point, though, is he says that you, that you certainly can't say that it's, uh, that the census is uniquely problematic, he says, because we count Jews all the time in other administrative contexts. So Al-Karchach, he says, we rely on some combination, some, some of these heterim, he says, 
So Dafka to start getting worked up about the census, he says, doesn't really make, doesn't really make so much sense. Rav Weiss goes on, and he says that the other examples, Basin, he says, Basin has to count people. Basin has to, when Basin takes a vote, they have to vote on, uh, they have to vote where the majority is. You have to decide where the majority is. You count the votes. Obviously, counting is mutter. Then he talks about counting people in shul, counting for a minion. He says that Postkin do raise this question. I said earlier, there, were, there isn't a whole lot of discussion of counting before the 20th century, but this is one of the few questions that was discussed by earlier Postkin. How are you allowed to count uh, people in shul for a minion? Prichadash says, even though it's a mitzvah, the Gemara says it's asr. The Gemara says even counting the Gemara in Yoma, with which we began, says counting even for a mitzvah is asr. Some poskim say if you count believe, you count, uh, if, you, if you count internally, our, and you don't count verbally, it's, uh, that's mutter. Before I said he was quoting the Pasach Shulchan, saying this, he may be counting actually the Kafachayim saying this. And he says, you shouldn't, he says you shouldn't use your finger to point at people, because you should keep it entirely, uh, you, should, you should do it without a mice at all, just in your head, or with following with your eyes. He quotes various other sources. He says, the minig is to count. He says, it's a common minig to count people by the, by the words of the Pasuk of Hoshia Samecha, which has exactly ten words. He's not sure what the makar for that is. He says, there are early sources from Rashi that, 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 that say a similar idea, but they, they bring a different Pasuk, Vanibarov Chastacha, Vobesecha. So he's not sure, he says, uh, exactly what the heter is. He says, maybe it's a skula, that the Pasuk protects you from harm. Maybe he says that since when you're in the middle of the Pasuk, you're up to you don't know how many words it is. When you finish, you know you have ten. But when you're up to some arbitrary word in the middle of the Pasuk, you don't know how many you have exactly, so that's, uh, so that's, not, really a, uh, so that's not really a minion. So there are different etarim, but the truth is, Postkin do say that you're not supposed to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That actually is a problem. That's one of the few other cases where the Postkin discuss counting the early Postkin what the heter for the census is. So again, so we, we have a variety of heterim. We have the heter that you're not counting just Jews because some of the, some of the citizens of Israel are non-Jews. You have the heter, at least it's not derisa, if you're not counting the entire Jewish people in one, one time if, 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 because, you, because you're only counting those who live in Israel. That, that at least makes it drabanan. You have the heter that it's Ali Beg Sav, or Avadia says, based on the Ralbag and the Pasa Shulchan. You have the Heter of Asher Weisbrings from the Kafachayim, that, that, that if it's not, uh, that, that, if it's, that, 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 that if it's not verbal, if it's not people in front of you, if it's, uh, if it's not verbal and not in front of you, it's just counting, uh, again, using records, similar to the Heter of the Ralbag and the Pasa Shulchan. You have the Heter of the Kliyakar, that Rav Avadia mentions, that it's, uh, that it's, uh, it, it's not a surprising count. So we have a variety of Heterim. Nevertheless, some of the postgame, particularly the more the more Haredi ones, the ones who are more hostile to the government, who have less use for the government, are much stricter. Rav Sternbach, the Kayana de Garta, there are postkim who are quite strict. Nevertheless, the, many of the mainstream postkim, Rav Avadia, Rav Weiss, even the Shevet Alevi says that the Gedolim and the Darshul Fernenu found certain heterim. Many postkim did feel that the census could be justified, even though there, there isn't necessarily one absolutely clear or compelling justification. There are, a variety of, there are a variety of different arguments that can be advanced to legitimize the census, and as Rav Asher notes, we count in many other contexts as well, so, it's, so we, don't necessarily have to, we don't necessarily have to worry that the census is somehow so much worse than the other countings that we do, other administrative countings, though again, the census is much more of a national counting, that could potentially make things worse, as we said, in the, as, we, as we brought from the Re'em and from the Chidah.